You're listening to the Before Midnight Podcast with your host, Felicia and Jessica. Grab your Bible and a cup of something warm. We're going to chat about making the most of the magically transformed lives we've been given. Welcome back to the podcast and happy Valentine's Day. We are so excited that you're joining us for this episode as we go over some of our favorite rom-coms and the lessons that they teach us. Are you excited, Felicia? I am excited. And if you guys remember our last movie episode, the Christmas one, you remember that we did this one a little differently. And we're going to draw our movies again this time. And we're going to see what happens. (laughs) And I'm hoping that I don't get two movies again in a row. Yes, if you recall (laughs) our Christmas movies episode... We draw, we drew Felicia's movies twice in a row, so she's a little nervous, but hopefully it'll be more um, back and forth, but we'll yes. see. And on the we'll YouTube see. version, if you guys are uh, hearing a dog or seeing a dog, that's my dog. So. Yes, we are being graced by Sterling. He is our man tonight, yes. and you'll probably see his head. Yeah, <laughs> a tail, like a floof, just come by. That's <laughs> just my dog, not a horse. All good. All right, so first, before we get into this, we want to know... What are some of your favorite rom-coms? Because I know when I was researching this, I literally had to Google rom-coms because I didn't know very many. And then I was reminded of a lot that I liked. And then I was like, oh my gosh. So let us know in the comments below, what are some of your favorite rom-coms to watch, whether it's with your husband or with your girlfriends and why you like that one? Because I'd like to expand my list. Yeah, me too. My favorite genre is rom-com. So I was really really excited. But even though that was my favorite genre, I still had to look it up too. Because I think for me, there was too many. I was like, how do I narrow narrow this down? I'm like, Braveheart? No, that's not. (laughs) Braveheart? It's kind of funny at times, but no, it doesn't work. doesn't work. No. Okay, I don't know what I'm doing, but we're just going to give it a little little shake. All right, Felicia, are you going to draw the first one? Yep. (laughs) I guess oh, we'll so. See. I guess look so. at the draw. Look at the draw. I'm so scared. <laughs> Overboard. Overboard. <laughs> the curse has been broken. Yes. It is my movie. Thanks for praying for me, guys. Yes. This, this we work. felt that effort right there. So, Overboard. And I had to be reminded before we started filming that there's been a remake. And so I probably yeah. should clarify that I am referring to the original Overboard movie with Kurt Russell. And is it Goldie? And they're married, right? Yeah. And they've been married they're for a long time. They're actually married, and that makes it really, really fun. But yeah. anyway, I didn't know that when I first saw the movie. But I grew up with this movie, and I bet you're wondering, what the heck kind of <laughs> lesson did you learn from Overboard? I feel like they're good. Other than maybe don't, like, you know, pretend that someone's your spouse. But yeah, this was probably my most, like, complex point. But we'll just get going here strong. But Overboard, if you don't know is quickly a story about um a rich kind of like spoiled girl who's um got a I think she's just dating this guy I don't know but anyway she ends up she's really rude and this guy Kurt Russell comes in to fix her closet right he's like a carpenter and she's just really rude and snooty she ends up falling overboard gets washed up at you know, onto shore, has amnesia, doesn't remember who she is. And Kurt Russell comes in. She refuses to pay him before for the closet job. And so he comes in, pretends she's his wife. And his wife had been deceased for a long time, brings her home and kind of convinces her that she's his wife so that she'll do like housework and clean for them. And he can kind of like, she can work back the money she owes him. Right. And so that's kind of his thought process. It sounds 
horrible but it's like such a great movie. i was gonna so. say if, if i ever have amnesia i hope that you guys my support system will keep me from right getting taken like, Felicia, from you're you owed me this much money. yeah i hope that i'm treated better in this situation <laughs> right don't we all but anyway it is fictitious but um it's such a fun movie but the lesson that i wanted to learn of course you know there's some things that happen i don't want to give too much away but it is rom-com so it's like clearly they fall in love and so there's kind of this realization that they love each other and then she kind of has to remember who she is and all the drama that ensues with that but the lesson that I was thinking of with this movie when it comes to okay how do we love people and love the people in our lives is that a lot of times when we're dealing with say like difficult people um, or difficult situations with people a lot of times we don't realize where they've come from and what's interesting about this movie is that the girl I wish I remembered her name I should have looked it up but the main girl the rich snobby one yeah she, I know her name's like Goldie Hans but yeah I don't well, know the what, actress it, but is. yeah but yeah. in the movie I have okay. no idea Goldie. We'll, call her yeah, Goldie. Or we'll call her Goldie <laughs> Goldie um she is really kind of just you know rich and spoiled and he basically hates her at first right I mean most of us would probably truly dislike someone like this and when she is with the family for a while, and she's taking care of him and is, I think he has like four boys, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, she really starts to change and she really becomes a very likable person, so much so that they end up falling in love, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just very interesting how different she seems at the end of the movie versus at the beginning of the movie. And yet she's the same person. So like, what's the difference? And it's interesting how she forgot her wealth. She forgot her background. She forgot her history. And then that she kind of became a blank slate. And then her environment kind of helped shape who she was. And so Mm. my thought with this movie is a lot of times we're dealing with whether it's a spouse, a family member, a friend, or just like a coworker or someone. And a lot of times we may rub up, rub up on some like rough edges, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of difficult personalities. And like, why do you do that? Why do you think that way? Like it's frustrating. Yeah. Because we don't think that way or we don't act that way. We know better or we, you know, we were raised different. And sometimes it's important to remember that people often act difficult because of their background, because yeah. of where they came from, how they were raised, their worldview, their belief system. I mean, these things happen to us starting at a very, very young age. Yeah. And a lot of times our environment, the people we're around, it really impacts who we are. And so a lot of times when you're dealing with maybe difficult people or difficult situations, it might be a good idea if you really want to love that person in that situation to kind of take a step back and go, why are they mm-hmm. being this way? You know, yeah. why do they feel the need to act that way? And maybe ask some questions about it and why they they feel that way. And you may come to realize that there's quite a lot of difficult things they've had in their life that have kind of led up to them being that way. You know what this is reminding me of? What? Dealing with difficult people. Oh. Our graveyard episode. episode shout out. <laughs> um, Check it out if you yeah. have it. It'll give me. Yeah, up there. But it's very similar. Like people, yeah. like their experiences in life and her experiences with having a lot of money, you know, it made mm-hmm. her like snobby or whatever mm-hmm. in the beginning of the movie. And then her not having that experience, it really just changes who she is. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, nature versus nurture. But how mm-hmm. much the nature part of it is or nurture part of it is like really just having such an effect on our lives every single day mm-hmm. and like thinking about for ourselves I guess what experiences in our life have maybe made us 
more of a difficult person in certain yeah. situations we may right? think well this is normal for me and then yeah. someone else is like this is crazy what are you talking about yeah it's true <laughs> kind of being like okay i should you know maybe give a little grace <laughs> exactly this person because you know she and i know it's a fictitious story but she probably grew up and has lived most of her adult life feeling like people only want her for her money yeah you know so why why should she treat people any better because mm-hmm. they only want her for one thing And so you just never know why people, usually attitudes come from a belief system that has been taught to someone. Yeah. And so it's just kind of a good reminder, I think, of just, okay, why is someone being so difficult? It could just be they're having a bad day, but, you know, it really could be something kind of from their past. And a Mm -hmm. lot of times you may not realize a lot of the things that people have gone through and it's kind of shaped them. And so just kind of keeping that in mind, but I like what you said too, like keeping that in mind for yourself Yeah. of like, okay, maybe there are some things that I do that can be a little difficult for people yeah. and just kind of realizing that maybe that's not the view everyone has and being Exactly. Okay like maybe yeah. they weren't raised that way to believe that and we think it's normal and we're like, oh, it's just like the normal thing to do. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> it is interesting because I also think like the way people treat us when they see good in us and they treat us the way that they see us, the good version, instead of like focusing on the weaknesses, whatever someone sees in us and draws out of us, it will become more like that, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. so I don't remember that movie very well, but I feel like when somebody sees like, okay, I can see the kindness in this person and they kind of draw on that and it makes them grow to that level mm-hmm. of kindness or whatever it is. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a really good movie. I suggest you watch it. It's Valentine's Day. Check it out. The original, the original version. Yeah, the original, because the other one is not good. We have we have discussed this. We have watched it. I don't mean any disrespect, but I did watch it, and it's one of those kind of like almost word-for-word remakes, except yeah. the genders so maybe are just switched. like less entertaining, because you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I thought that concept of the man losing his memory was actually kind of an interesting one, but... I don't feel like they did anything with that because it was, like I said, almost word for word in some scenes. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know. Definitely at least watch the, the original one first because it's yeah. so good. And it's so fun knowing that they're married. I don't know. <laughs> that does make it more fun. Yeah. For sure. All right, Felicia. I, think I know. It's time. It's, it's time. time that we give I feel her like, I feel like I'm putting it off. Some anxiety. I'm like, let's keep talking about that movie. <laughs> bubbly. Let's shake the bubbly. Oh, man. All right. Oh, wait. Should I draw or should you draw? You draw. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't actually remember what we did last time. Let's see. Okay, I knew this was going to be it. It's Hitch. Hitch. Ah, okay. Hitch. hitch is... Is that like a verb or a noun? Is that like a... Oh, <laughs> yes. That's perfect. So, Hitch was probably, out of all the movies I've ever seen, I've probably watched Hitch the most times, which is crazy. I love Hitch. I literally but, had a... Because I didn't have any streaming services for a long time in my single life and I had a stack of DVDs that I t- took everywhere yes. that I lived and one of them was Hitch and so I've almost seen that movie so many I times. I miss that lifestyle like yes. that's what we had your at DVDs, home too. You pop it was a in whole your laptop, closet. You eat your ramen on your bed and your roommates are being loud yeah. and it's just that's that's you know mm-hmm. those beautiful times. <laughs> so this is gonna be super obvious <laughs> but it's okay. Um but I actually that, don't know what, what you're going to say oh, from this maybe movie, I should so. give... Okay, let me give like a background first. Brief synopsis. Brief synopsis. So basically the whole idea in Hitch is this man had a really like hard time with women when he was in college and Will probably... Smith. Will Smith. <laughs> and probably before that. And so mm-hmm. he gets hurt um, really bad by a girl that he liked. 
that he loved. He told her mm-hmm. he loved her, and she did not respond. <laughs> she did not respond. She responded, she, by, but not not the right way. Not, not, not the, the right way, way you would hope she would respond. <laughs> not to watch the movie. Yeah, and so he gets hurt by that. And so he decides that he is going to be like a love doctor and uh, teach other men how to be um, more like appealing with women because Mm -hmm. he realized the reason she didn't love me is because I wasn't appealing. So I'm going to help these other guys who are also like nerdy and like (laughs) don't know how to treat women and interact with them. I'm going to teach them how to do so. And he meets this one man named Albert Brenneman. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's his name. And this guy is a mess. Like, he's a disaster. What's the actor? I don't know his name. He's in, like, a Paul Blart Yeah, Mall Cop, Cop, right? Yeah, Mall Cop. Kevin James? Is Kevin it? James. Okay. That sounds Kevin right. Kevin James. So that tells you what you need to know <laughs> about you his character. what you need to know. Yeah. He, is, he is so funny in this movie. Yeah. The whole movie is like super funny. But basically, he meets this guy, He and he's he's trying to soften him up. Like, this guy has a lot of quirky edges, and he's just trying to make him more the typical guy that a girl would find desirable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, oh, I don't really care. I'm cool. Exactly. You know? Like, guy, like the whole dance move thing. Yes. It's like, you stay right here. Epic scene. Epic scene. <laughs> epic scene. Um, and what ends up happening in this movie is that um, at the end, he has to go to the woman that Albert Brenneman loved, like that he, that he was trying to get with and be like, hey, I was not the one that made him... Mm. Um, act very regal or whatever you want to call it regal and she was like she's like well you really did your research you know like with the asthma and like him not being able to whistle and he's like oh my gosh that was not me like this was all him all the things that will smith specifically told him not to do that he thought was nerdy and dorky were the things that she like made her fall in love with him exactly and so my whole thought on this is just to be yourself with people um, it's good because when I was growing up, I, it wasn't always something that I noticed I was doing, but I would be very, um, a certain way with people. And I, one thing that bothered me when I was really little is people telling me, Oh, you're so quiet. You're so quiet. Like that bothered me so much for some reason. And so when I was, when I got older, I was like, okay, well, I guess I just need to be more talkative and like more like uh, in your face kind of thing, which I never feel like I really got there. Yeah, but like, I, thought, I don't know if that describes Felicia in your face. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> I never really got there, and I eventually learned that that's not the right approach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but my whole thought with this is, when we try to be somebody we're not, we are going to attract the wrong people and keep the right people out of our life. That's good. Like when we are trying to be. Um, Especially like with somebody in a relationship you're with, like if you are introverted or if you love certain interests and you try to pretend that you love different ones that are not like that, you're going to attract the wrong person, right? Because you're going to attract the person that is attracted to your fake extroversion or the hobbies that you pretend that you like. And -hmm. the problem with that is that you are going to get to a point in life where you can't keep up that fake like that Mm. fake personality, that fake lifestyle, you can never maintain it. Like the closer you get with people, it's just going to come out. The real you is going to come out. It's exhausting. Exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. And when that happens, you want to make sure 
that when you become yourself and you, you know, your corks come out, like they <laughs> corks come out. I say corks so much. I realize, <laughs> but like, that's the best way to describe it. You know, those weird parts of you, if you guys have seen Hitch, like he, that guy had a lot of corks. I'm yes. specifically like that one scene so where he's like blowing his pants out because he like spilled something on himself. Oh, it's such a, like <laughs> one so of those cutty. situations where it just keep, continues to evolve into a bigger and bigger problem when he yeah. knocks over his lunch and he sprays stuff on his crotch. And <laughs> it's fantastic. It's good. If you need a laugh, you really need to watch Hitch. Yeah. But yeah, I find that really interesting because it's like when you are yourself, like you said, you're going to attract the right person. But I think what people think is you're going to attract who you are. You're going to attract the exactly. same person. Exactly. And that's not actually true. And so a lot of times you end up with someone that's very different from you. Not completely different, mm-hmm. but in a lot of ways different. But they're attracted to the things that they see in you because they are different, right? Yeah. And so if you're trying to just put out there what you think people want to see, then... um you might be attracting someone that's not actually going to be attracted to the things that are actually the real you, a part of your personality. Yeah. This is something that was really hard for me with Jeff, my husband, because I had dated other guys before. And um, with every guy I dated, I never felt like they got to know the real me. And a lot of times I would kind of become the girl I thought they wanted, you know, so I would yeah. kind of become that. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then with Jeff, my husband, it's like at the time he, we had been best friends. And so there were like no masks, no pretending. He knew the real me. And I was terrified to date him because I thought for the first time, if he breaks up with me, the real me will be rejected. Yeah. And it's the scariest thing to be yourself with someone, especially someone you really like. It's true. And it's true. The real you might get rejected, but that just means they weren't the right person. They weren't the right person. You know, and if you never put your real self out there, then you're never going to actually attract the right person. And it's a risk, but the reward is so worth it. Mm -hmm. I was listening to a guy the other day and I think he's got like PhD in psychology or something. I'm not sure, but he was talking specifically about social anxiety and he was saying like if you're somebody who (laughs) yeah if you're somebody who has (laughs) I'm like "Ah!" (laughs) um if you're somebody who specifically deals with issues of like talking in front of crowds and I'm like oh that's me (laughs) he was like ask yourself what are you afraid of somebody seeing inside of you Mm. right like what are you what are you trying to hide about yourself from other people and he's like the thing is if you're trying to hide specific things about yourself and like you, you know, you speak, you do whatever and you are yourself and those people don't like it. It's like, that's better, right? Because those people weren't supposed to be in your life. Just like you said, right? It's like, it's probably a good thing that you're being yourself and you're being authentic. And then that kind of like, whatever scares people away, not the Uh best way of saying it, but it's like, yeah, just like keep doing what yeah (laughs) keep doing what you're doing in life um because the the right people will come basically I think it's hard for us because it's like you it's hard to break mentally free from like high school and college yeah really it was all about like the amount of friends you had right Mm -hmm. like you wanted to be surrounded by friends and you know you've got fraternities and sororities and in high school it's all about like how many friends you have and how many people know you And so then you become an adult and you realize that's actually not really sustainable. Like it's not Mm -hmm. actually what I want. It's not, there's no depth to a lot of those relationships and you crave the depth. Yeah. And so then you find that with a few people. 
Um, but it's hard to like break away from like the mindset of like, wait, I only have like two best friends. How is that possible? You know, like I'm such a loser, (laughs) but it's like, it's not, it's, it's completely different. And I think like when you're trying to love people and have deep relationships, you can't actually do that unless you're being yourself. Exactly. And it's funny because in high school, when I dealt with this, my mom would always say to me, she's like, don't worry when you get older, it's not going to be as difficult. Like you're going to meet. you don't think that. You're going to meet. And I was like, I was like, no way. You don't know me. And it's true. You don't understand the pressures I'm under. (laughs) And it's true. When you get older, you know, if there's anybody a little bit younger watching this, like trust me, it really does get easier because you meet the right people and you grow into who you really are. So Mm -hmm. just, you know, don't worry. Don't put too much pressure on trying to be yourself or anything like that because it does come a little bit easier when you get older. Yeah, Yeah. especially when you start realizing it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. It really doesn't matter. I think it's time for number uh, three. But before <laughs> we do, hey girl, speaking of commitment, why don't you hit that subscribe button? So we can have a long, healthy relationship. <laughs> All right. Next movie. Am I drawing? You yes, you're drawing. It. You gotta shake it. I just shake it and they both like come flying out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. <laughs> I won't finish. Oh, gosh. It better not be mine. Crazy stupid oh. love. Why is it always my two <laughs> in a row? I need time episode. to process. <laughs> okay, I've been trying to get you to watch this movie for about a month now. I have not <laughs> seen this movie. I apologize. Apparently it's a classic at Valentine's Day, but Felicia, why don't you fill me in on the movie? Well, I'm like, just go to my notes and I'm just like reading a, thing a synopsis the whole time. Okay, so Crazy Stupid Love. If you have not seen this before, it is fantastic because it has not only Steve Carell, oh. but also Ryan Gosling, but Ooh. also Emma Stone. Oh, like La La Land. Like, La, like La La Land. They must be one of those couples that has really good chemistry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's kind of like Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. They've been in like three movies together now. Hint, hint. Yeah. Hint, hint. <laughs> Final movie is. <laughs> so this movie starts off pretty heavy. Um, because I'm going to spoil it for you. It's okay. Well, you don't have to share details. I won't, I won't share the the ending, but I'll tell you this. So in the beginning of the movie, this couple is out on a date and you can tell that they've kind of been together for a long time. Like that's the vibe that they're trying to show in the movie. Like all these couples are in this date and they have like, they're being like romantic with each other. And then it goes to them and like Cal, who, uh, is played by, I was going to say Michael Scott, but Steve Carell. (laughs) who's played by Steve Carell is like wearing these new bound sneakers and he's like very like underdressed for the date and everything. And they're going to tell each other at the same time, like what they want to eat or, and so he's like, okay, one, two, three. And when he says like what he wants to eat, I think he says like creme brulee or something. She's like, I cheated on you. And so basically like it obviously breaks his heart and he, is so shocked by it that um, he like on their way home just jumps out of the car and he's like, I want a divorce. Like he doesn't want to talk about it with her. He's like, I want to be done. You know, like this just like I'm tired. And when I was thinking about this movie, what really stood out to me was he wasn't willing to fight for their marriage, you know? And I wanted to also preface this by saying like, in the word Jesus cause talk about one of the things that is grounds for divorce is like sexual sin. So I'm not saying that he did the wrong thing by wanting a divorce, 
But what really just stood out to me is it seems like he was so tired and he was so worn down by the relationship. And she was so discouraged by the way that their relationship had fizzled out. And um, like he just wasn't willing to fight anymore. Um, and it kind of just reminds me a little bit of our culture and like the relationships in our in the way that we in the way that we handle relationships. It seems like it's very much so more like flight than fight kind of yeah and so there was this one quote in the movie that i wanted to read because and it almost makes me tear up it's really sweet but they weren't really communicating very much in the movie like like i said he kind of just separated himself and they were just doing living their own life but they come to a point in the movie it's kind of like the climax i guess and they meet for the for the first time in a long time and they're kind of start like realizing, oh, I, you know, I still love this person. And this is what he says to her. He said, I'm so mad at you. I'm really mad at you for what you did, but I'm mad at myself too, because I should not have jumped out of the car. I should have fought for you because you fight for your soulmates. And it just makes me think. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> How, in, well, I won't tell you the ending. Okay. okay. <laughs> but yeah, I guess like the whole thought behind it is, a lot of times in our life, we are going to hit points in our relationships that are difficult. People are going to disappoint us, right? Like mm-hmm. in not just marriage, but maybe in friendships, maybe our siblings, our parents, our coworkers, whoever it might be, they're going to disappoint us. And it's really easy, especially if you're tired and especially if something has happened repeatedly yeah. that you kind of just want to give up. But the fact that he says to her specifically, like, you know, you don't give up on those that you love. And it took him a while to realize that, Mm -hmm. like a lot of bad ideas and a lot of poor decisions that he makes throughout the movie. But he eventually realizes like, yeah, I love her. Why am I wasting my time with Mm -hmm. distractions with other people when I really just want to be with her and work on it? And the thing with like relationships is when you hit that point, when you hit those difficult rocky times in your relationships with people you have a choice you know Mm -hmm. you can either push through it and you can not just grow your relationship but also grow your character or you can give up on that person and one thing that I also love about that quote is that he's basically um he's basically taking responsibility for what he could have changed, you know? Mm. And that's not easy, especially in that situation, right? No. I would that would not be easy for me. Whenever I watch that, I'm no. like, man. And it does de- kind of depend, right? Because there's times when people do stuff to us and it's like you really didn't do anything wrong. Like there was nothing on your part that could have changed that. Um so I'm not saying like, oh, she only did that because he he made those bad decisions. But it is like such a sign of maturity when somebody can hurt you and you can still say, okay, what could I have maybe done differently in the relationship? Because it also becomes clear in that movie that a couple of the problems in their relationship was the fact that he had stopped trying, you know? So they had kind of hit this part where we just did our marriage episode, but like all those things, the friendship, the romance, Mm -hmm. all those things had fizzled out and he wasn't trying anymore because he was, you know, just living his life and distracted. So anyway, a lot to that movie. (laughs) Yeah, we just got real deep here. I'm like, I feel like I've been talking for a lot longer. 
Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> but no, that's that's so good. And yeah. as you were saying that, it made me think that I think sometimes there's this concept that, oh, if I'm with the right person, it should be easy. Mm-hmm. If it's hard, then it must not be right. Yeah. And well, well, yeah, like at times it's like, you know, it should be easy as far as like, um, you just know you want to be with that person. Yeah. That there, it shouldn't be difficult in the sense that you have to convince them to be with you or you have to change yourself to be with them. Mm-hmm. But I think we think that if it's the right person, it should just be easy. And then we, we kind of take flight as soon as yes. it's hard. But that's not relationships and that's not love. And mm-hmm. it's okay to like have to fight for what you want. It doesn't mean, again, that you have to fight to convince someone or fight to like change who you are, but fight against the things that are kind of coming against you and the things that are hard and kind of just realizing what you want. And I mean, that's really a good lesson for anything in life. Fight for the people you love, but fight for the things you want. Fight for the life that you want. You know, don't be so complacent and passive about Mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. And there was one smaller lesson too from this movie. Oh, bonus. (laughs) Bonus. Bonus. And, um... And so another little thing is if you guys have watched the movie, you realize, like I said earlier, that he makes some really bad decisions um, because of the pain that he's going through. And instead of facing what's really hurting him head, head on and something that would really heal him, my dog Felicia's is hacking. dog is, <laughs> okay. is getting emotional Thank about you, the movie. So. <laughs> um, so what was I even saying? Yes. So instead of facing it head on and really healing and going through some of that pain, he tries to deal with that pain by kind of numbing himself, right? He's like trying to distract himself. And I was like, man, don't, don't we all do this? Mm. Don't I do this? You know, it's like, I think about a lot of times where I've just been anxious about something and instead of like dealing with it in a healthy way, like maybe praying or maybe like going and doing that thing that I'm avoiding doing. I'm just like, let's go on Instagram and scroll and scroll. Mm. So it's like just kind of keeping an eye on the things in our life that we use as a distraction Mm. instead of really dealing with a problem head on. So it doesn't go away. It doesn't, it will not go away. It will not go away. And you know what else won't go away? The the last movie. movie. I wonder what this one is. The last one's never very exciting. You're going to grab from this one because oh. I did two grabs. So. Okay, two grabs. Let's see. Oh my gosh. Okay, I guess it's still a surprise for you guys. Well, you we gave know. him a little hint, but it oh, doesn't yeah. narrow it down Could too much. Could you guess which Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore, Andrew Barrymore movie. movie? The Wedding Singer. <laughs> like, I look at it like I don't know what it is. I'm not going to have much input because I've never seen this movie before. That's, but that's interesting okay. that we both had one movie we had both yeah. seen and one movie we the mm-hmm. other hadn't. That's but true. this is a travesty that Felicia has not seen Wait, this movie. Wait, quick question. Is this the movie where he has a fro? Yes. An afro. Okay, that's good. <laughs> well, that's good. You're, you're, that's good. I'm you're, excited you're now. You're happy about that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, yes, it is confirmed he has a bit of an afro. I think, I think it's only for part of it I don't know anyway anyway that is not the point that I was going to make about relationships so brief synopsis as well without giving anything away Adam Sandler is a wedding singer he sings at people's weddings and he's engaged to someone and he's gonna have his own wedding finally she leaves him at the altar and then she kind of comes to him after and she's he's like what happened you know and she's like I fell in love with the Robbie from 10 years ago I don't love the Robbie now Right, like, you know, she's totally selfish, right? And um, he's like, that would have been good to know. You know, great, thank you. So he's really bitter, and he's really, like, kind of given up on love, right? And he's a wedding singer, so that kind of starts to affect his work. 
And of course, all the wonderful cast members that normally grace Adam Sandler movies are in this movie. So you're just going to love it. It's such a good comedy. But he ends up meeting Drew Barrymore, who gets a job as a waitress at a lot of these events. And she's engaged to a guy. Kind of think Pam and Roy situation. That's kind of what this oh, makes no. me think of. <laughs> oh, no. As well as like the gym <laughs> aspect. So that's kind of the, the synopsis we have going on. And But she's with a guy who, again, think Pam and Jim from The Office. So he's he's kind of but he's way more of a creep than Roy he's way more of a creep he you know apparently ends up like he's messing around behind her back he's like this rich guy but he you know he wants to marry her but like he just isn't a very committed guy he's Mm -hmm. kind of a sleazebag honestly and so anyway the whole love ensues and what's gonna happen you'll have to watch and see (laughs) but um a lot of good moments but the thing about this movie that I thought was interesting because my husband Jeff showed it to me, um, I had never seen it. And it's so funny because I definitely didn't realize it at the time, but as I've seen it over the years, I realized that this is really me and Jeff in a lot of ways. <laughs> and and so I find a lot of relatability in it. You know, Jeff has been... So, a, so uh, who is... Uh, <laughs> Jeff is Adam Sandler and I am Drew Barrymore. Let's make that clear right now. He's not the, the sleazy guy. But um, basically... You know, Jeff had been in relationships where, you know, you kind of like don't know why you're in them, but mm-hmm. you're in them, right? Mm-hmm. And that kind of happens to Adam Sandler. He just was like, well, no, this should be it. But you don't wonder if it's right. And then I know for me, speaking of myself, like I dated a guy very similar to this guy. And I say that with a grain of salt because yeah. he really wasn't a bad guy. He was a great guy. Mm-hmm. But it was the similar dynamic yeah. where it was like, I was not myself around him. I could not be myself around him. I didn't know how to be myself around him. We just weren't right for each other. But I thought I had to be. Like, I thought I had to have this relationship. And I think sometimes what this movie shows me is that a lot of times we accept the love we think we deserve. And so a lot of times we go through life... Um, kind of like what mm-hmm. I said with Overboard, how we have this lens of what's happened to us, yeah. what our parents' marriage look like, what our friends look like, like all these things create a lens for us of what love is and what relationships are and what marriage is and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And we start to get into relationships with people, not necessarily because it's obviously the right decision, yeah. but because we think this is what I deserve. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a handful too, or well, you know, like it's just, you know, sometimes you just have to deal with this and it's like, yeah. I shouldn't complain. I shouldn't complain. I don't want to lose him. Well, why not? You know, it's like that was, yeah. I was worried about losing a guy. And then I'm, I finally, when he did dump me because people don't really respect that, you know, it's like, I had to ask myself, why was I so afraid of losing him? It's like, I'm fine, you know? And it's like... I've asked myself that too in similar situations. It's like, why was I so, A, sure that this was the right move? Right. And B, (laughs) why was I so sure that it, like, it mattered, that it it needed to keep going? It's really not the... The world does not end when a relationship ends. And yeah, yeah, not to diminish heartbreak. Like, I have had some and it's it's not fun. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times it's kind of like, okay, the heartbreak is necessary because if someone was willing to leave, they weren't the right person. For sure. And if anything, we can let it hurt but have so much hope for the future of like okay thank you god for making sure and i look back now and i look at my past relationships and i'm like thank you god that you protected me from again not terrible guys but just the wrong guy just the Mm -hmm. wrong relationship and so this movie i think just shows two people who are both really kind of not understanding the value that they each possess Mm. and are settling for people that don't really treat them well don't respect them don't value them and you know here they are like you know spoiler alert falling in love (laughs) and it's like 
you know, they, they're so scared to take that chance on each other. And I think it's because, kind of like what we said before, if that person rejects you, it's the ultimate rejection. But it's easier with these other people because yeah. you know they're only seeing a, a piece of you. And so... For sure. We did it! <laughs> <laughs> We're like, ah! Worried about the candle. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you have a wonderful day celebrating with the people that you love. Grab some popcorn. Grab your girlfriend. Yes. Watch one of these rom-coms. And let us know below what rom-com that you have learned some lessons from. We'd love to know about it. If you enjoyed yeah. this episode, be sure and like it and subscribe to the channel to catch all of our future episodes. And if you didn't know, make sure to also check us out on Facebook and Instagram. And until next time, remember, have courage and be kind. <laughs>